Aloha. <laughs> and welcome to Wisdom Dialogues with Hope Johnson. Coming to you from Upper Kapoho on the beautiful big island of Hawaii. Yay! 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 Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel so blessed to be here with you guys again. It's such a such an honor to join with you. you know, I, I I sense the uh, the connection and the awareness of purpose. Mm. The awareness of purpose, of what the purpose of all of this is, you know. And you know, in going through day to day as life seems to be coming at you, it's like mm. it seems so real mm. and you get so caught up in it, but in the background what's growing is this awareness that it's all for seeing that we're one it's all for realizing that we're one so even though it seems like it's so real sometimes and there's getting caught up in this still the that's that's there for you that that you the energy that you already put into it the energy that you already put into knowing who you are that's there for you and it keeps on guiding you and it shows you the way and taking this time once a week at least once a week maybe a lot more than that maybe a little bit more than that but whatever it is that you know you're called to to hold that space for yourself it's where you hold that space for yourself where you don't let your mind get distracted on the various things of the world you don't let your mind just follow these different various stories about your life for as much time as feels good to you it's like you know at wisdom dialogues i tell people you know come when you want and leave when you want you know you know you don't have to sit through it if you're like battling it or something like that but where it feels really comfortable for you and you're able to receive the love, you know, might even feel uncomfortable, but you enjoy it, you know, mm -hmm. or it's showing some way that you mm -hmm. grip to this world and try to keep it spinning, even though that's what really not what you want. <laughs> Sometimes some pointing might show you that and the distractions are to keep you from seeing what's being said seeing what's being pointed to mm -hmm. so these little distractions and that's a that's a thing it's like it's almost like you commit over and over again through your willingness to just mm -hmm. focus your attention on the truth for this set amount of time yeah. You know, I, the, I like when you say distractions because if I don't see it as a distraction, it has me. It uh -huh. just has me. But just to call it out as a distraction is really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, my verse today was, I am determined to see. Nice. It's like I, I, just the words feel, I am determined yeah. to see. So I just want to say that. <laughs> I am determined. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yay. Thank you. Yay. That's a really great lesson. Mm -hmm. Really appreciate that lesson in A Course in Miracles. I am determined to see. Mm -hmm. 
And that's really what it comes down, down to. If you're not having fun with it, you're not seeing. If you're not able to laugh about it, you're not seeing. If you don't feel playful, you're not seeing. That's it. That's why seeing it just happens in an instant. It, it's, it's like, and you're playful again. You're yourself, that's why. You can be yourself with it. You're meant to play and have fun. And there's a lot of, you know, trippy things that we've gotten the perception of that makes it seem like there's certain things, there's certain energies where we can't play and have fun. Because of those certain energies. that's all just to try to show you that you're not who you are it's a it's a, the way the world and the illusion the ego proves to you that you're not who you are look you can't have fun because of this like maybe people you know you think that and definitely I got the perception of with my face covered inside of a store how could I have fun? You know? And, and then I was like, oh, that's just make-believe. And you just like start breathing. And my daughter, Akea, asked me, how do you breathe in that thing for so long? And I go, well, I got to tell you, when I first started putting it on, I would notice that I'm feeling anxious inside of it. It's not that I can't breathe with it on. It's just that there's this sense of anxiety within putting it on. So it's like I just relax with the anxiety and I can breathe fine. And I can also have fun. <laughs> that's the other part. It's like when you get the feeling, oh, oh, that's, oh, there's anxiety. Okay, good. You know, I know what that's for. And it doesn't matter to me if it comes up again because there's no such thing as time. And, you know, it's like I'm the one who's the savior, you can say. And it's like it, it, whenever that whenever that anxiety comes up, it's like, oh, it's like, you know, get the feeling of the of the anxiety in knowing it's not justifi justified, you know, basically that's your will to see or knowing it's not justified the feeling. So you can just have the feeling as it is and it reveals its way to more peace to more joy but if you take one of the you know the thoughts like i can't breathe in this thing then it, it just builds the anxiety builds see how that builds anxiety it can't stop you from from breathing even it's not gonna harm your breathing but if you think it does then it will but it'll just be showing that it does because of your anxiety that's all because the anxiety's building always when you uh, always when you feel a feeling when you feel any kind of upset feeling it's going to have a reason for the upset feeling. That's how it is in the mind. But that's not really the truth. 
It's the other way around. You made the upset feeling and tried to put it as if it's coming from out there. Try to put it in that thing, person, place, or thing. As if it's actually coming from out there. So when you know where the feeling is coming from and what purpose it has for you, then it's no problem to feel anxious. It's like, oh, good, there's an anxious feeling. It needs some love. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm getting right now is um, how I look at what is fun is changing. And lately I've been doing a lot of crying and thrashing around and suffering. And even that could be looked at as fun. It's mm -hmm. alive. I mean, it's fucking real. Yeah, it's alive. It's real. Mm -hmm. and it's better than just being bored, I guess. So how I look at what is fun. <laughs> Okay, this right. is the time when I cry during the day. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, but it's alive. And so yeah. what, what the definition of fun is changing instead of Good. all light and airy and pleasure or something. Yeah. Because I call it, like you said, I call it, I call it forward. Yeah, it's all, it's, it's, it's all fun because of you. I might as well Because of it. who you are. Yeah, yes. You it, might as well enjoy it. I call it. it forward, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Let the tears, if tears are falling, let them be cleansing. And the way they're cleansing is that you're not giving them any kind of justification. They have no cause. You know. If you're upset, it doesn't have any cause. So it's like you're going to find yourself, you find yourself crying. There's cer certainly nothing wrong with it definitely nothing wrong with it and you can have fun with it because it could be healing mm -hmm. it could be so healing yeah you have to have tears for healing not necessarily well if you have you know if you have pain or sorrow or whatever it's good to release it yeah there's no reason to try to mask over it <laughs> definitely yeah yeah it's yeah, another kind of mask <laughs> and isn't that what this is symbolizing everyone wearing a mask it's like everyone's muzzled it's like uh everyone is just uh, uh repressed and and uh you know just faceless it seems they talk about the zombie apocalypse it seems like we're in it right now well, you know, it, that's, that's something that you're making up. Like if you were a baby and you went into the store, you wouldn't notice anything. It'd be like that. <laughs> See, it's like, it, it's like with the ego's help, you know too much. <laughs> Yeah, who, y'all, like, who who told you that's what that is? Did you see it on a movie? You know what I mean? You learned it somewhere. It's like, it's not true. There's all kinds of life if you look for it. You know, there's no, there's, there's no real difference. And this is why it becomes such a really good teaching, too. It's, there's no real difference in seeing the mask of the body and a mask on top of it. It doesn't really make a big difference. You're looking at a mask. You know, you have to realize you're looking at a mask all the time. You you know, you see what you see uh, the skin and stuff. <laughs> it's like it's a border, it's like a fake border. 
because you wanted to cover up who they are because you wanted to cover up who you are so what you're looking at is a mask all the time you know and, and it just it's it's kind of like insulting to the ego <laughs> how dare you cover my mouth my mask with a mask <laughs> how dare they do that <laughs> yeah it's mask that's right and it's a, that's that's what it is and it's it's not like they're out there walking around with masks no you mask them all and yourself your mind is masking all of them and yourself just for fun. Well, just because you 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 didn't want to know yourself, you know, and to, in taking on this, I don't want to know myself, and digging yourself into that. Now you can see forms. Now people look like forms. Now they're the the mask that you gave them seem like that's what they really are. You know, and so you you start to undo that, kind of unwind that. Just looking in the, in the direction of unwinding that. There's a fear about seeing us as we actually are. There's a fear of it. You know, there's an ego fear is often put up as loneliness. And often put up as loneliness. There's a, it's like, well, I need these people. Man, you know what? The, the people are not what you think they are at all. The people are not what, what you think they are. They're not what you seem like that trying to take comfort in a body or something like that. Uh, you know, that's like some kind of comfort for the ego. And that's then that's totally normal. There's not anything wrong with it. That's how a baby learns. You know, that's how a baby, when a baby develops, it doesn't know anything. And then it starts to make out these shapes. And, and the, the figures and the shapes get more defined. And the baby learns that those are the caretakers. It's just like that. We just like learned. We learn it all. We, in fact, it's like we learn it all first thing in the morning. You notice first thing in the morning when you wake up. You notice when it's first thing in the morning, the flood of thoughts that come in, like telling you who you are, like where you are, who you are, what you're gonna do, and what's wrong. And what's wrong. <laughs> What's wrong today that needs fixing? What problem did I what, what problem did I get into last night? You know, because because when 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 you went to sleep, when you went to sleep, you totally forgot about this life. And when you forgot about this life, it doesn't mean anything. You have to be upholding it in thoughts. That's the only way you can do it. So you're upholding this image of yourself and who you think you are to be this one in the world who seems to be going about this life, but that's not how it's really going. That's not really how it's really going forth. It's just coming to you, but you have a habit of identifying with it and defining it. And that's it. And, and all of, all of the things, all of the decisions you see yourself making everything, it just all comes out of the mind. It comes out of what you take to, to be true. It comes out of what you take yourself to be. You know, so you, you'll just see as it's, as it's unfolding, what kind of beliefs you have about yourself and you can laugh about that because it's fun. And then you don't have to identify with anything in your life. Say it's like your parent or your child. It's not, it's like, not like that at all. That's just the mind stuff. You identified like that. 
and in identifying it gives justifications to things like pride and shame i'm proud of them or i'm ashamed of them because they're mine i'm identified with them see when when really everything is just kind of flowing free coming from the mind it doesn't really uh have any kind of guilt or innocence to it you know it's just kind of like neutral because it's just flowing and that's that includes all of the people that includes all of the words everything that you perceive yay thank you for joining it's just coming from the mind the shared mind And there's no individuals to hold responsible for it. There's no, there's no people who did it wrong. I see um, one of the one of the stories. Well, I think my husband told me the story that um, oh, uh, you know, all those people who caught COVID over on on Kona, it was one regional manager. It was one regional manager going from store to store to store to store. Uh, and immediately I hear that and I'm like, oh, that can't be true. <laughs> you know, but it's like the way it's made, the way it's made up, it's like, okay, who's the one who's had all the contact with all the all these people? Who's, had all, who's the one who's had all the contact with all these people? And then look to that. That's how the illusion is set up, though. It's set up to look like that. There's no truth to it at all. No one does anything. Is it and yay. And and it's and and feeling as if feeling as if someone has to be responsible for it is really what keeps it coming too. That's what keeps on keeps on bringing up these um, perceptions of dis-ease so that there could be someone to blame and something to blame for it. And notice how it never gets better. <laughs> I was talking with my little brother who's kind of been a world traveler, you know, and um, he's vi visited Japan or he lived in Japan actually. And he said all the time, it's normal for them to be cruising around with masks on and doing the social distancing. And that's just what they do because they're afraid of germs. But it doesn't stop them from getting the COVID. It still goes over there. <laughs> you know, it's like and the, the more the more you put it out that this thing is going to hurt you, that there's this thing that can, oh, be careful, you know, uh, and that like we're different from that. We're different from that. Like as a person, as a body, we're different from that. Oh, we're the same as that. We're just like one big germ. <laughs> <laughs> but but make it see what i mean is it's like it's like if you make it it's this thing outside of you that you have to protect against then it's bringing about the disease all of all thinking that something outside of you can harm you is bringing about disease and if you look at disease like that you'll start to see how you're making it up you know, whenever you feel any kind of anything, to just look at it like, wow, this is made up. This is the effect of thinking that something outside of myself can cause harm to me. This is the effect of it. Mm -hmm. Even if you're talking about a, anything slight, 
You can start with really slight things like a headache, little headache, baby headache. <laughs> I know some people get headaches because they're like, what the fuck? This is huge. Oh, they start with a baby one. You know, if you can't take the, if it, if it feels, if it feels like it's, um, making you, uh, making you get a sense of more guilt, you know, kind of like back off because that's not the purpose of it. It's not to make you feel guilty. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's going to be a relief that you're making it up. It's going to be a total relief that you're making it up. So if you have something real painful you know, and I have one friend who had painful headaches every night. She would take medication for them. And when she heard me say this, she was pissed. She couldn't talk to me for a couple months. She was pissed about it. And then she came back around and she said that she didn't come back around to me, but she came back around in her mind. Uh, she said that she tried it out and she doesn't need the medication anymore. She doesn't need that. Because she's, she was looking at, she was, she was experiencing the pain of the headache and looking at it like, let me see. Let me see how I'm making this up. Not like she's being victimized by a headache. So it's like the headache didn't have a reason, didn't have anything to come back for. That's really the cause of the headache. It's, the cause is always thought. The cause isn't something. You know, if you put it on something like say, um, oh, I know why I got a headache. It's because I ate that thing that I was allergic to. No. That's not going to help you. If you believe in that. That just gives you something in the world to make responsible for it. But there is nothing in the world ever responsible for any of your pain. Emotional, physical, whatever. 5G. Nothing in, the, nothing in the world is doing anything to you. So when you get that sense, and it's really easy to get that sense. You could say, oh, I went into Target and it smelled like bleach. And then I felt like I couldn't breathe or something like that. You know, it's not like that. There is no Target and there is no bleach. It's an interpretation of energy. Mm -hmm. and then there's some story about it. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know why the bleach is giving me a headache. You can get all scientific about it. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> this thing is getting triggered by this and, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's 100%. You're making it, uh, you're making it up. And there's not a problem with it. It's not like you're guilty for making it up or you don't need any love or comfort because you don't feel well or whatever. It's just in your own mind, the way you're looking at it. Get all the comfort that you need by all means. You, you deserve it. You deserve to be, be comfortable. If that's a, you know takes the form of some kind of medita medication or a pill or something like that, then that's okay. There's no shame in anything. Mm -hmm. If you get the sense that, oh, this is really going to relieve some of this pressure. I don't know. Maybe it's PMS grants. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Oh, this is going to help with this. Just 
remind yourself that that has that thing has no power to help you Mm -hmm. but you're giving it some power Mm -hmm. it's you who has the power and then you convince yourself. See, the thing is, you, with, with your power and knowing of your power, the, the headache or PMS or whatever it is, it can just seize in an instant. But it's because of not wanting to know your power that you need something. You need to use something to make it seem like, and there's absolutely no shame in that. Because this whole thing is for learning. It's for discovering who you really are. It's for rediscovering, you can say. Reclaiming your power from all the illusions that you gave it to, one by one. Kind of like Dumbo and the feather. Mm-hmm. Dumbo thinks he can't fly without the feather. Yes, you just put oh. the power into something, exactly. And we've put lots of power into this world. So, you know, little by little, each one, each time something arises, it's just allowing yourself to see through it over and over again. And, you know, you, you'll see along the way how it lightens up. It gets lighter. You know, since I've been calling it magic, like the Course calls it, mm-hmm. just calling it that word gives it a little, a, a different look. Yeah. Like when I take pills now, I say, I know it's magic. Uh-huh. And it gives it a little different perspective. It is. It's magic. I mean, yeah. it's all magic, though. See, so it's like the, like, pills seem to take one category for people, mm-hmm. whereas it's also, you know, magic when you put your hands underwater and they seem to get clean. Mm-hmm. That's also magic. And it's like in the same, it's, it's the same thing. It's in the same category. I mean, why don't you just instantly see your hands clean? You know, you're making them up. <laughs> well, why do you have to take a shower so you don't stink? For instance, it's freaking funny. <laughs> so it's the same, it's the same with anything. It's like, you know, you think, you know, you, you seem to need to eat food because the mind, your mind is upholding this world. And, you know, as you see that that's the reason and it doesn't really have power, you've given it power because of fear of seeing behind it. It loses a, it loses that kind of thing for you. It just becomes way more playful. It's like you are, uh, you're like a, a, you're like a, I don't know, a wizard making potions and you're really good at it, but don't know it. Is really good at it, and even you know, fool yourself into thinking that it's really outside of yourself. But I'm telling you, there's nothing outside of yourself. It's totally projected from within, and we're all projecting sim- simultaneously. We're projecting. We're projecting ourselves into projections. Because of the limitations you put in place. Why would we make ourselves limited? So that it's it, like because it's fun. because it, it's not fun. Because it, because of guilt, it's meant to show that you're guilty. That's what it's meant for. 
but there isn't a reason why you can't float except for the limitations that you put in place. So there really isn't any, any reason outside of that. You can lift anything with your mind, suspend anything with your mind because you, you know, you, you put it in, in place and gave it that, that sense like it's dense and it's, and there's gravity and it's down. You gave it all that. And you set up defenses so that you can't just like un go, okay, never mind. You set up defenses because you don't want to see you're behind this show. You know why you don't want to see that you're behind this show? Because it's completely meaningless. And that's like death. It feels like death. It's like death to the ego. So you don't want to see what's behind it. But you really do. Mm-hmm. It is. <laughs> the Wizard of Oz is interesting yeah, like that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It seems like it's complete death and that's, you know, the ego knows that there's nothing that it's meaningless. But you knowing that is death to the ego and that's what the ego is afraid of. <laughs> you made the ego cuz you didn't want to know. You didn't want to see. That the ego knows, the ego is set up to be fearful of losing its own life. So the defenses are really strong against it. But it is like a game seeing through those defenses. It is kind of like hide and seek. Like, oh, it seems like that person is like this or something. It seems like they think, one of my friends told me this week, I, I felt like you were mad at me. I felt like you were mad at me. And that's a thing, you know, that's hard. I feel, to feel like someone's mad at you and me making that mean something, you know. No one's ever no one's ever mad at you for one thing, but if you think that you are wrong about something, you're going to be projecting as if someone's mad at you. I've seen it many times. It's like, oh, automatic. You think you've done something wrong. You think you've done something again, and then watch how the defensiveness comes up. No, wait a minute. No, I wasn't doing anything wrong. <laughs> I was totally, yeah, oh yeah. And, but but then behind that, you think you did something wrong. <laughs> so then the, there's another person out there who could seem like they're mad at you so that you have this conflict going on <laughs> within your mind. And, you know, all the while, nothing happened. All the while, nothing happened, and it's all love. So, you know, when that, when that kind of thought of, of, occurs to me, like, um, I wonder if they're mad at me or something like that, I just get that feeling because I know I'm projecting them like that. You know, they might be having, they might, they might be feeling like they're mad at me, and they might not. I have no idea, actually. But there's no need for me to give anything like that power. I don't need to give power to they're happy with me or unhappy with me. 
It doesn't have anything to do with me. It's actually none of my business. What's my business is do I take the idea that I feel happy or pissed with someone to be about them? <laughs> do, I give, do I give that meaning? Whatever I think another person, whatever I think of another person, do I give that meaning? Do I give that meaning right now? Really? Is that something I'm what I'm going to do with the focus of my attention right now? Is give meaning to what I think about that person. <laughs> Am I going to give meaning to what I think that person thinks about me right now? When that person can't, isn't even really capable of thinking about me. They're thinking about themselves. Everyone's thinking about themselves and projecting people outside. So the more loving we are with ourselves and the more loving we will come across to people. That's just how it is. And I'm not talking about the masked loving, you know. It's like, it comes out in the actual exchanges. And you can feel it within yourself too, whether you, whether you, whether you perceive the person as if they're dangerous to you, as if they're threatening to you. Or perceive every, anything as if it's threatening to you. Which is also okay. It's like crying. This seems threatening. Let me see. Like there's something to be threatened. Exactly. Yeah. Because you built something up that could be threatened. And it's all it's all based on that. It's all based on fear. So this image that we prop up, this image that we prop up in the mind, it's it's susceptible to harm. It's propped up as if it is. But it isn't really. It can only be harmed by the mind. It can only be harmed by attacks in the mind. It isn't really susceptible to any harm. And that's any kind of outside invader. Whether it be anything from a germ to a giant. 5G. Whatever it is that's on people's minds. These are the things that I hear about sometimes. Mm. And I notice that it doesn't matter what side of any issues you're on. If you're afraid, that's the thing. It's the fear that 
makes dis-ease. So let's take the vaccine one, for instance, okay? So there's, on one side, people who are afraid of the vaccine. They're like, I don't want to take the vaccine. I'm afraid of them. In fact, let's take it further. I'm afraid of vaccinated people. I think they're very unhealthy. Compromise their immune system. And then on the other side, the people who don't get vaccinated, now they're carrying all these diseases. It's like everyone's really doing the same thing. These things are really doing the same thing. If your energy gets activated like that, it's not like you have to take a vaccine unless you do, unless you find yourself, oh, that is fucking happening. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's like it, your energy is getting up as if, as if you're, as in you're fearful of it. You feel that it could harm you, feel that something can harm you about it. That's making the dis-ease. That's the distraction. That is the distraction. You could say anything in the world that gives you pause, <laughs> concern, that's a distraction. This, the concern or pause didn't even come from that thing. You projected it so that you can have that. And if you keep that, you keep the world spinning. You spin it more. It only takes one of those to keep the world spinning. It only takes, you know, one position that you're, you commit to with belief. One thing that you hold on to. No, that's one thing. I know that guy's a pervert, for instance. <laughs> It always does. Yeah. So, so I hear it all the time. It's freaking great. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. <laughs> and, and you know, I, I'll tell you, you know, if you're if you're a woman, especially, you get that pervy energy. You know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? The pervy energy. Someone maybe gives you a hug, and they seem to be like taking more hug than what you freaking wanted to give them in the first place. You know, that can also be fun. You can have fun with it. That can also be fun. No, th hey, can we do a shorter hug? Thanks. Can you like mm -hmm. not squeeze me like that? Thank you. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> I mean, even if even if it's like you you feel really crowded in, and it's like, hey, fuck you, get back. It's also fun. There's no. It, it's just that when you make it about the other person. Like that person is that, mm -hmm. then you're making a problem for yourself. You're making dis-ease for yourself. I told my uncle, I'm just not into pervy shit. <laughs> Try to do the pervy thing with me. I said, I'm not into the pervy shit. <laughs> it's fun. You know, it's like people are afraid of hurting someone's feelings. That's a big one. Like, I'm not going to say what's true for me right now because I'm afraid I'm going to hurt your feelings. That's big. And it's like, oh, no, you hurt my feelings. You don't, hey, I'm not a perv. <laughs> I know you're not a perv. I'm sure, 100% sure you're not a perv, but I'm not into that pervy shit. 
<laughs> Just don't do that shit with me. <laughs> you know, and you can handle it if someone's feelings get hurt. If someone's feelings get hurt, you can handle it. You take care of that. Someone's feelings get hurt, they get hurt within your energy field. It's okay. You can take care of that. You can show compassion within your energy field. I'm not just talking about your mask of compassion. Oh, is everything okay? And stuff like that. But in your own energy field, you are allowing com compassion for that feeling which you're making, which seems that they feel bad because of you outside of you. They don't. That's your feeling bad, and it's okay. It it's not to be avoided. That's one of those social masking things. Oh, I don't want to hurt his feelings and tell him that I don't want his finger up my ass or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like a, it's, it's kind of like a conditioned thing, but I know it seems like it's so obvious, but it's not that obvious when you're in the situation. You know what I'm talking about? It, it's not really that obvious. Because of the conditioning. The conditioning is you don't want to make waves. You don't want to get this person upset. So then what happens is they become your abuser though. You don't need that. They don't need that. <laughs> now they're set out in your mind as if they're different from you. They're set out in their mind as if they made you into something, made, made you a, a victim of theirs. And that takes you and them down a road that's totally against your goal, your common goal that you have together. So, you know, bringing it, bringing it up, bringing it to the light will resolve it before it becomes something ugly in your mind. And if it has already become ugly in your mind, if it has already become ugly as if someone has done something to you, let that be released from you. Let that be healed. Let me see is all it takes. Let me see how I made this person like this. And let it be released. There's no need to hold on to anything, especially, you know, if you know that your goal is heaven, you cannot go to it with, you can't, you can't reach your goal without everyone in your mind. Without everyone. If you leave one person who's separate from you, who's outside of yourself, and this is the case where we feel abused. If you leave one person separate from you outside of yourself, you're not going to be free. Because whatever punishment or whatever isolation or whatever you think they deserve is what you are making for yourself in your own mind. Whatever you think, you think someone else deserves, that's what you're making for yourself. You can't hold them out as separate and also reach your goal because you go with them. And when I say your goal, just a, as a reminder, it's heaven. 
Okay, it's love. It's where it's revealed that, that we're all one and whatever we saw here was a mistake. You know, they say what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. It's like that. <laughs> but for reals, in Vegas, that shit's still haunting you. <laughs> but, you know, this, this, whole, this whole world, this whole life, all the lives, you know, once you see, they're not... Once you see heaven, they're not meaningful. Nothing happened here. No one did anything here. But that's what keeps it going because wanting there to be something happening here. There has to be some cause here for my happiness or unhappiness. And there is no cause for joy. You're inherently joyful. And what you call the world, what you perceive of the world, is just to help you. It has a purpose for you. The whole world has a purpose for you, including all the bodies and everything. And that's to help you to see beyond it. It has no purpose other than that. It's just repeating patterns over and over again. You put yourself a lifetime, you in, for a lifetime, you put yourself in amnesia. Yeah. Other than that, it's completely useless. We don't have any need for it. We don't need it. We don't need to um, attain to any worldly goals. We don't have any purpose in the world other than seeing through the world. So a special purpose, like it, you know, what becomes your special purpose is whatever it is that seems to trigger you. Really, that's what becomes your special purpose. Like right now, that's your special purpose. Did you hear a story about something and it got you, you know, a little bit afraid or concerned or anything like that? That's your special purpose right now then. <laughs> Are you perceiving a person who is, uh, who's dangerous, creepy, angry, fearful? That's your special purpose right now. Are you perceiving yourself with confusion? That's your special purpose right now. You confused about who you are? Great. That's good. That's good. Stay like that. Because, you know, it's like from the level of perception, you cannot know who you are. The level of perception, you cannot know. That's why you're being taught. If you know, you don't see this. If you know, you don't see this world. If you know, if you, if you, know, you don't see bodies in separation, no. So it's just like, don't pretend you know. And then your guide is there for you. Your guide's always there for you, but you know, you can see, you can hear your guide. I don't know. That's why I can hear my guide. Knowing and not knowing, thinking, I know, oh, I know who I am. I know I'm the one. You can say the words, I'm the one, I'm this, I'm that. I'm all. I am that I am, you could say. But there's no way you can actually know 
while perceiving a world. You cannot know who you are while perceiving a world. That's why you have your guide. And your guide's constantly showing you through feeling. Your guide's constantly showing you exactly what it is that you need to learn. And as you learn, as you learn about who you are, you get lighter. But remember that as long as you, as long as you perceive a world where there's, you know, other people and you'll know, <laughs> you'll know, you're not perceiving a world like this. As long as you're perceiving a world through a body's eyes, let's say, you don't know who you are. Hooray. Thank goodness. <laughs> Yeah, and and everything and everything you think is who you aren't. Everything you think is who you aren't. That's why I say you could say, you know, I am all of it. I am that I am. I am everyone, all of that stuff. But you don't really know as long as you're perceiving through a body's eyes. That's why you have your spirit guide. And your spirit guide is constantly using your perception to show you, to lead you to. So you watch the reaction that you get, the reaction that you get to anything, like if it's upsetting reaction, that's your interpretation. That's actually your interpretation of who you are. Your spirit has a completely different interpretation and your spirit is teaching you through feeling constantly teaching through feeling but when you take that okay i'm just this way this is the way i am then you can't know you can't be taught you're not sensitive we make our we make ourselves very insensitive to the fluctuations that are occurring and that's part of the training to make ourselves you know the mind training from a baby is to make ourselves insensitive to the fluctuations. So if you go back to the body's fluctuations, once again, that's where your guidance is coming from. So you can feel where the freedom is and then you automatically know what to say. You know, like you might see a tough situation, like maybe you see a tough situation between people where they're just like, um, maybe, maybe you seem to be one of the people in that tough, tough situation where, you know, maybe one person is telling the person, you are so stupid. You are just so stupid. And then, and then the one who's being called stupid looks at me and goes, gosh, what do I, what do I say in a case like that? I'm just so like, uh, he just doesn't understand. There's so, just, he just really doesn't understand. And so it's like, when you, when I, I go, I go, don't, don't worry about what you're going to say. Watch him. Watch him as he says that to you. Watch him as he says how stupid you are. Like there's so much there. There's so much there. You look, look at that reflection. Watch what's going on there. It's a call for help. It's not, it's not what it seems. It's not what it looks like. That's not what it looks like. And, and, and I go, wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be so fun and feel so good to just be like, you're right. 
gosh, I am stupid. I forgive myself. Do you forgive me too? <laughs> you know? And she just goes, oh my gosh, that just feels so good to even just think about that. To even just think about, you know, how that feels. And you can't, you, you cannot know, like you cannot know what to say in the moment while you're thinking that they're something that they're not. Because you can't hear your, your, your guide, your guide that speaks from the heart, your guide that's loving. And it's not even in the words, it's just in the loving, you know. And it's like, uh, look at them while they're talking to you as if they're, at, you know, you're getting the impression that they're saying something against you. Like they're saying something mean to you or something like that. And they're not at all. Like if you watch when someone's upset, they're just asking for help. And it's like when, when you're willing to acknowledge that, you don't have to know what to say because like your spirit guide just says it for you. It's just natural because it's like that's what feels good. That's what feels loving. And, you know, if you don't, if you find yourself not seeing them clearly in that whole interaction and the interaction passes, that's okay. It's coming back again. Isn't that fun? It'll be back again and again and again until it's fun for you. So you might have fun right now if one situation passed, if one situation passed and you feel a heavy heart about it. You might have fun right now just seeing how that could go so loving because it's coming back. It's not, it, you haven't lost the opportunity. <laughs> the way those things are set up, they just have to go around and around and around until you get it. Because you're not stuck. Because you're not, you're not going to be stuck in, uh, in, in the guilty consciousness. You have a way out and that's the way out. And the way out keeps on showing itself. It keeps on coming up over and over again until it's revealed. Mm -hmm. And then the things like that, they don't even trigger you anymore. Someone's like, gosh, you're so stupid. Thank you. Or someone might say something. You think I'm stupid, don't you? Yes. Okay, thanks. <laughs> mm. What I was getting from that is presence breaks it. Just being present with it breaks it. Yes. Because reacting doesn't. But just right. uh, looking at it, like you said, like bring presence to it. That's good. Yeah. Good it's like it's almost like you see around the reaction. Yeah. It's almost like you look around it. <laughs> like there's the big reaction, and it's like, oh wait a minute, they're just kidding. <laughs> Let's see around it. It's yeah. Like a, it's like a meal you're making. You can flavor it any way you like. <laughs> yes, that's right. Uh, spicy. Well, yeah. Yeah, you can make it mean, you can make it mean whatever. You can make things mean whatever. But, you know, really things are just occurring to you kind of like, you know, like when the when the wind blows and you feel the wind against your skin, it's the same kind of thing with like a thought occurring to you. Things just occur to you and they pass. But if there's this gripping to that thing like, "Oh my goodness, this is how dare you say I'm stupid?" 
And the other thing is that the, the reason why there's a reaction to someone saying something like in the example, you're stupid, you know, is that there's a sense that you are stupid. Like not you as the person, but you, you, there's a sense that you are stupid and it's not justified. It's not really justified in reality. So that's where self-compassion comes in. And that's why it's okay. That's why it's easy to just love it when someone says you're stupid. You know, to just love that up. Not try to get into their world, find out why they think you're stupid and stuff like that. They they don't really they're not really not capable of thinking you're stupid that's an ego thing that's an ego trip that's not really thought it's like it's projecting what we call thought is projecting you know real thought is based in love real thought is what creation is made of if there's any if there's any kind of fear in it, it's projecting. It's one thought extrapolated. It's a, uh, that that tiny mad idea that you're separate, extrapolated. It's projecting the th the same thing over and over again. And you know, there's no need to blame the people. Because the people that seem to be projecting it, you're projecting them. That doesn't mean you have to hang out with them. That's the interpretation that the ego would make about it. Oh, wow, I really don't like you. You really get me triggered. Therefore, I should hang out with you. What about all the people that are showing that they would like to take care of you and support you? You know, the ego has has people running toward the ones who are showing disapproval, for instance, and trying to get that. Not able to just relax. Always trying to get approval from the ones who seem to be withholding it. Always want to get what's hard. <laughs> hard to get. When we see in one another that guidance, that guidance that's coming from within, when we see that in one another, then there's no problem with how anyone behaves. It's just kind of directional. And it works on its own. You don't have to come to any conclusions. Oh, I'm not going to hang out with that person anymore, for instance. That's the future, right?
It's just all right now being moved by the guidance that's within. Just right now, because you deserve the best. And look, you, you know, if you allow, if you allow the love of the spirit to fill your heart right now and get a sense of that, get a sense of that, and just notice that you never have to feel another way. You never have to. You know, if you're if you're feeling if you're feeling sad and you're having a fit and you're crying or something like that, that's not justified. That's you. You made it up. It's not bad. You get it. Get the feeling of it. It's not bad, but you don't have to keep it. It's not wrong, and at the same time, it's not justified. So it's not right either. <laughs> it's just there as long as you want it. Let's put it that way. It's there as long as you want it. Do you want sorrow? How long do you want it? Okay, you can have it. How long do you want it? As long as you want it, you have it. I like the weather, just appreciate it as it comes on and as it leaves. Because I don't ask it to come on necessarily, it comes and it goes, just like weather. Mm-hmm. Whatever it's got. It's like sun or rain, like like weather. Yes. Yeah. It's like that. And then and then you're so much more than that. Because the sun and the the sun and the rain, they appear in your light. So these different moods that you seem to be having whether it's whether it's sorrow or something like mm -hmm. else they're also just arising within your light mm -hmm. and that's why i say there's nothing wrong with it you can go your whole life like getting sad all the time and it could be a totally awakening healing life but it it's in recognizing that that sadness that you feel is not justified mm -hmm. that's what makes it sweet too it's really sweet when it's not justified. That's what makes it beautiful. There's nothing beautiful about sadness that's justified by something in reality. It's like, ah, this is terrible. There's nothing beautiful about that, you know? But when it's not, when it's not justified, it's, it's like cleansing. Those tears are cleansing. When you realize that it's not justified or you're even, even just a little bit willing to recognize just a little bit that is not justified by anything in, in reality. The last time I found myself crying, I think I was in the shower and a little tear came right here. And it was like, what I was thinking was real. I knew as soon as the hit, tear hit it right there, what I was thinking is real is not real is not really happening and and with that you know the experience of it the experience of it has to come though you have to allow the experience of it and that's really goes through it's it's like a feeling kind of process where you open up to it you really open up to it so as soon as that tear hit the corner of my eye you know this sense of sadness was immediately lifted and it just turned to laughter. 
because it's just you know in a in a way of in, in that way of focusing over and over again the mind gets trained too to see that because in the moment you when you when you're really upset you feel like it is justified that's what could keep the upset going that's why it doesn't turn to laughter You feel like it really is justified. So when you have your eye on that it's not justified and you're finding yourself crying, that's very cleansing. And at the bottom of it, there is laughter. But if you think you know why you're crying, like I'm lonely, for instance, whatever. I feel like a failure. I don't know. I, I, I wish we could go and socialize, whatever you think the reason for your crying is. It's not, it's not, it's not the real, it's not the real reason. That's not the real reason. And it's not so easy to remember that in the moment, is it? You're like, wait a minute. You know, as soon as I'm like, my mouth goes down. I'm like watching myself all day long because the way the, the, the way the world is, as soon as, you know, there's a sense like there's upset, like my a frown, or I can give you an example coming over here. I turned around on a small street and I felt myself just start to get a little bit anxious about that because it seemed like I wasn't going to be able to turn around. It was too small, you know, and, and just like, have a breath and it's like, oh, nothing's wrong. And then, and then even the turning of the wheel changes. It's like, it's like a happy vibe. It's like, okay, here we go. We're turning the wheel and said, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know, and it's always fluctuating like that all the time. So it's not for showing, it's for seeing in yourself. Cause it's always fluctuating like that and just coming, you just keep on allowing yourself to come back because, because, you know, you get caught up in these kinds of energies, even like that, something, a simple example like that, where you're just like, uh, you're, you're like anxious about turning around and that goes unrecognized. It's like anxiety is building along your day. It's like, it's, so it's, it's like that anxiety is building and it's like you take a rest at night and a lot of that stuff start out kind of, you know, clean, kind of clean, <laughs> much cleaner than at night <laughs> and, you know, and, and go again. And so in just watching these little anxieties come up and whatever it is, you know, like uh, I'll take anything. Um, like for instance, I, at the end of my yoga, I was in Shavasana this morning and my husband was cutting metal <laughs> yeah. and, you know, and it's just like any, you take, take anything that you might like sense, get any kind of sense. Like I need, I, you know, just in noticing my mind go to, Oh, I need to do yoga earlier, <laughs> you know, like before people get up, I should be having it earlier in the day. So that it's not like, you know, eight in the morning and someone's cutting some metal, <laughs> but anything where the, where, you know, it's just like taking it on a distraction. There is no future. There is no later doing yoga. There are no conclusions to come to right now. And you know what it comes down to is it's, it's all like that. 
It's not like it, it's not like that the the shavasana pose is separate from anything else that seems to occur during the day. <laughs> it's all like that. If it's talking about future thinking, oh, I'll just do it like that. You know, that thought might occur to you. Oh, I could have yoga earlier and probably not hear anyone cutting metal. What fun. <laughs> but it seems like you have to do something for the future. Just like watch that because that'll add up. It'll add up to be, you know, dis-ease. And that's really what makes it. It's really what's making dis-ease. It's just allowing these different impurities, you can call them, <laughs> to add up. Similar to the thought, you know, I thought you were mad at me. You know, it's similar to that. That's an impurity. I think you're mad at me. Who's thinking that? Who knows that? I had a sense that I was going to go bankrupt and it was like, who's, think, who's thinking that? Who knows that? Who's making that into something? We have to make everything. It grows out of our own consciousness. Everything is like a, it's like birth. It's like a conscious, like a womb. All these things are being birthed out of our consciousness. It's like, who is the knower of this? Who's making this into something? And you know you're making it into something if you feel triggered in your energy field. Look at your energy body. Is it calm? Is it relaxing? Is that thought relaxing, soothing, anything like that? If not, who knows? Who needs to know? Who needs to know about that? One example is, uh, is, oh, you know, the way I raised my kids with moving them around and everything like that. Now they're not socially whatever. Now that's one example I was given this week. Now they're not socially able to um, be in situations where, you know, they can have a good time. They feel isolated and stuff like that. See, that's just one example of guilt. Nothing happened. And, and it's all set up like that. I could tell you, you know, from having, from having some parenting experience, it doesn't matter how you did it. You're always a target for blame <laughs> if anything goes wrong. <laughs> if anything perceivably goes wrong. And that, you know, that's the, that's how the ego works. It's like, you're always, you always are. So, you know, don't evaluate yourself. Don't use that to evaluate yourself. It's meaningless. You know, if you would have done it like this, then I could have been like this. If you wouldn't have been so like that, then it would have been easier for me to do this. My sister was just telling me recently, she's in her, she's 41 or something like that. And her whole life, she's been blaming our mom 
for her not being successful, basically. <laughs> blaming her mom, blaming her mom. And just this year, she goes, oh my goodness. I'm so glad that she's our mom. <laughs> she's such an awesome mom. She's the best mom. And I'm like, I know, we all like have the best moms. <laughs> That's how it is. It doesn't, you know, it, it doesn't matter. It's like you, you are, you made them like that for you. They made you like that for their healing. It's a joint thing. No one's doing anything to anyone. And it's like when my sister realized that, it's like the whole thing, their whole relationship changed. It just turned to so loving. It's like, oh, you're, you're perfect the way you are. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you're my mom. This is so awesome. Thank you for being my mom. <laughs> and, and, you know, in that, you could say that is successful. That is very successful. Just knowing the bond that we have with the people in our lives. Appreciating everyone, how they come to us. To show us, to give us the teaching that we need. You know. Not like they might think. Not like they might think. What I mean by that is, you know, some people will want to teach you that you're guilty. Because they want to teach themselves that they're guilty too. And you want them to try to teach you that you're guilty. You want them to. Because you can see through that. It's not like it, it's it's not like it's because you're bad that you want them to, but you want them to because you can see through it. One of my friends asked me, she's like, "Why am I projecting this COVID thing? What did I, you know, like where did I go wrong that I would be projecting this whole COVID thing?" It well, it's not like that. It's the same kind of thing. It's because you can see through it. Because you can heal through it. It's given you more like a gift. It's not really a punishment like that. People take these things that that seems to happen as a punishment. I mean, can you imagine if I took getting run over by the lava a uh, punishment? If I took that as a punishment? Then what? Then what, uh, you, you know, geez. These things are not punishments. They're always given to us as gifts. And you know, you have a, when you have a different perception about it, you have a different perspective on it. None of it is even a problem. It's like, oh, another directional thing. Oh, we're going this way. That's how my son Braun took it. It's like, oh, we're going, oh, we're going this way now. Oh, we're moving out of this house. Okay, we're going this way. We're not going to see this house again. Okay, no problem. Okay, this person is showing me that they like to they they like to relate like that and I'm not into that. Okay, I'll go in this direction. No problem. No, thank you. That's not for me. Sometimes we play out an energy for a little while before we realize it's not for us. You know, uh, in in my experience, sometimes something will just seem a little bit off. Okay, something's a little bit off here. 
I recognize something's a little bit off here. I don't know what it is yet. <laughs> and that's okay. I don't have to. It's like, oh, just watching. You're watching. It's like an unfolding. You, you know, I love one, one of the things they used to say in that thing called access consciousness. I don't know if it's still running around, but you only know what you need to know when you know it. My favorite takeaway from that. <laughs> it's like, if you sense that something is a little bit off, great. It's just, it's showing you that something's changing. Something's moving. You know, if, if it's resisted or you're trying to keep things the same, that's where you cause yourself some trouble out of it. It's like, hmm, I'm sensing something's a little bit off. And then it starts to unfold more. And it's like, oh, oh, that's what it is. Okay. What fun. <laughs> Maybe I'm not hanging out at that. Don't find myself hanging out at that place anymore. Or I don't find myself going to coffee with that person anymore. Or I do find myself going to coffee with a person. It's always changing. It's always in flux and it's going according to feelings. So it's normal and natural to feel like something's a little bit off and to watch it unfold. And then when you're more clear on what it is and, and then, you know, you're just, that's your way. Mm -hmm. That's the way you're headed. It's like, okay, I'll have no more of that. Thank you. I've had enough, uh, what, coffee for the day or whatever it is. Okay, I've had enough. Instead of just habitually going through motions. Habitually just doing the same, you know, kind of motion, whatever it is. It could be a job that you go to. It could be a person that you hang out with. It could be anything. Things start, things start to change. They may need to look differently for you. You know, maybe this needs to look differently. You know, I found myself um, letting my husband know, hey, you know what? This is really important to me. And I don't really want to hang out with someone that's talking about, that's, that's talking about things like that. That's talking down on it like that. Don't really, that's not, a, that's not attractive to me. It's just, it just automatically will be able to come out and state whatever it is that it is for you. But you don't have to come to any of that kind of conclusion. It's in allowing. It's in allowing and accepting for yourself. Now, a lot of people get into relationships with, and they don't want to just state what it is that is pleasing for them. Or not pleasing for them. And you don't have to do that on your own. But it might just come out. If you allow it. That's the thing. If you try to do it on your own. Like okay I'm going to make a formula. Here it is. Here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to say. Oh, it's in allowing it. Because what's going on is these, these thoughts that say that you can't. You can't say that. You can't have it like that. You know, you're a, you know for instance, you're a, you're a married person and you don't want to have sex, for instance. 
hey, you know what? I realize I don't want to have sex. And the person's either going to be like, well, okay, I respect that. Or they're going to be like, well, I don't want to be with someone who doesn't want to have sex. That is one example. Could be anything. You know what? I realize that I'm not really wanting to cook all the meals, for instance. I don't know. That's not really for me. But there's these stories that are made up like, oh, I'm going to be lonely. I have to be more like this. You don't know. And that's the thing if, with not knowing what you want. You can just follow the feeling. Just keep on following the feeling. It speaks you and everything. It's just when you rise up against it. When you rise up against the feeling of your God, of your guide, and say, I can't have that, or I can't say that, I have to pretend, that's when it's kind of like you're on your own. Then you have to make all these formulas and stuff about how you're going to communicate things. Then you become, you know, you're more like being strategic. It's like, okay... Uh, in order to keep this relationship, I have to get really crafty and pretend like I'm something that I'm not. I have to pretend like maybe I'm enjoying this. I have to, you know, fake the orgasm. Fake the orgasm. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's it's like this, and that's the thing. If you're faking the orgasm, you're probably not going to have one. They say fake it till you make it, but <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Probably not even going to have one. <laughs> or you might fake it fake it so much you thought you had one and you didn't. <laughs> don't know the difference. <laughs> no, it's just, it, it's just in that, uh, that honesty, that authenticity. And I guess, you know, where a lot of this is going is we started out with a mask, with the COVID, COVID mask this morning. Uh, it's like taking off those masks. Not that, not necessarily the COVID one, but, you know, taking off the mask of inauthenticity. You can have that with the COVID mask on. <laughs> I call it a COVID mask. I just think that's funny. <laughs> your eyes are windows to the soul. At least they don't block your eyes. Someone could be wearing sunglasses and it still doesn't matter. It still doesn't matter. Because, it, because even, even the eyeballs that you see are a covering. Mm. You know, that's not seeing them clearly. That's not, you're not going to see anyone clearly by seeing their eyeballs. You have to see like completely through the form, kind of like behind or around the whole form. And it doesn't matter if they're completely cloaked. They could be completely cloaked. It doesn't matter because you're making it like that. You're making it into a form in the first place. Notice how your body senses stop there at the form. That's, how, that's where your body sends. That's like that's the boundary. So it's like when you see something, like say you're 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 looking, and all of a sudden there's an image. There's a person in front of you. Your sight stops there. It doesn't see through. It doesn't go beyond it. You know, all your senses tell you that that's a solid thing, but that is not a solid thing. There's nothing solid there. And it's and you know you think you're seeing the real thing. Like say you see it naked, then you're seeing the real thing. You're not. That's the covering. That's the covering you gave it. So you don't see what, is, what it really is because it's you. 
Hope. Because it's just light. Yes. What are your thoughts on uh, 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 auric uh, and the aura, the vibration of the aura, or the sense of the aura in a person? So the aura is also symbolic of what's going on in the mind. And the aura that you perceive of a person is also something that you gave them. It's also what you gave them. So the skin color, the skin covering, the aura, everything like that, it's on the energetic level still, but it's coming from the mind. So, you know, for some people, like I know there's people who read aura, auras too, and they see like this, maybe a dark energy or something like that and kind of like distance it, distance from it. And it's like, that is also something that we made. We made that too. It's just like looking at it. It's, it's just like looking to a body. It's the same kind of thing. It's just like looking on a different level and the ego is really crafty like that. This illusion is made with all these different layers. You can go down and down and down and down to all these different layers until there's like just energy. And energy is also projected from the mind. And that's what really the auric field is that energy. It's a it's the mind energy. You could say that's the that's the first manifestation of mind energy as an as a person. And then it's all made so, into a solid thing after that. But it's it's all it's all projected from the mind and it's all changing. It's constantly changing. So and not holding anyone too for whatever aura that it is being projected for them. Not holding anyone to that because that's also not seeing them clearly. We're not seeing each other clearly, and if we remember that we're not seeing anyone clearly, then we're open for correction to how we see them and we can see it all coming in love. We can, all, we can see it all coming for our awakenings. Like, oh, thank you. However, that comes in the form of another person. However, that comes through. Did that answer your question or were you looking for something different, Bob? <laughs> That was a very tasty example of what I was hoping to hear along with um, the idea that the aura is not just visible, it's also a magnetic force. There are actual measurements that can be made that show the magnetic flux lines that extend from yes. the heart, mm -hmm. the heart out mm -hmm. into the, a magnetic, a bioelectromagnetic field that surrounds every human body, in fact everything that has a heart. But yes, yes. And that there's a sense of, there's a sensory feeling that happens when heart space is, when, when, when we're sitting this close and melding heart space, literally, mm -hmm. heart space, there's a sensory perception that happens there. I'm considering, I'm wondering what your thoughts are and how much of that we may be generating actually from the heart or is it something that I'm witnessing because I want to witness it from this person or that person? You're, you can say it's symbolic of what's occurring in the mind because in the mind we made every all these separate beings and in that separation there's a common desire to join to unify again so when we're joining together in the mind like that that's why we can measure and see that kind of heart thing going on in the field 
because the field is it the field being projected it's more like symbolic so when you can measure stuff like that like these hearts connecting and you correlate it with your feeling what you're seeing is symbolic it is it is joining in the mind and in joining ourselves in the mind like that in our agreement to see through the illusion together we become very powerful and when when you allow that in that feeling is it's wonderful it's wonderful having a heart space like that and that's how we know we're go we're getting to our goal and we go there together we always go there together so it's a matter of seeing the person is all comes down to seeing it's like seeing in the spirit seeing in the mind you know through the mind in the spirit and not through the body senses despite the body senses that we're one and we share a common goal and we're and we're using this experience together right now to reach our common goal that's how i see it that's how i see it in the mind yeah <laughs> the common goal is heaven let's just say it's heaven there's lots of different ways to say it though and i think you know i think you know what it is so it seems to me the problem is that we are dependent on a form for survival so this this idea that the next phase in our evolution is to transcend survival by form so the fact that we're a form we can't live without the form the form is susceptible to COVID and uh, 5G and chemtrails. Fear keeps the form. Right. Fear yes. fear props the form up. Right. So, yeah. So you have the form and then you're afraid of pain and death uh, that you're going to feel in this form. So, so yeah, it's like I, I had said before, the fear is what keeps us as a mortal. Without fear, we're infinite or eternal because we're love and love is stronger than death love is yes. eternal love is infinite and there's changes of forms but as it stands now it seems as we're human beings where we have this human form that uh that is susceptible to good or bad influences whereas you talk about looking at a person and seeing their true being and it seems to me that true being is just invisible. Yes. It's, it's, so it's a different kind of sight, isn't it? It's a space. Who yeah. We are as awareness is a space. It's a it's a field of, of of mind that is not dependent on form, but because we are the space of awareness, we are the space that generates form. We're not dependent on the form. The form is dependent on us. Quantum physics says nothing exists uh, without us, the observer, observing it. Yes. So, so we're that how we're not the victim of anything. Uh, that we generate the whole thing, like you say, it's made up in our own mind. We, we're projecting it all the time. Yes, that's what I said. And then there's this idea that I had talked about that you can't see your head. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't see your mind. You can't see your brain. You can only but then you can see your mind and your brain because this is your mind and brain. Everything that you perceive in your five senses is your mind, is your head. This is it. And yes. So that's the dominion and the power that, that we have. But then we lose our power by putting power in 
the external world and thinking it has power over us. You're speaking yeah. of yourself. What's that? You're speaking of yourself? Yes. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I speak. <laughs> do, do you have a question or are you looking for clarification on something? Well, yeah, we're talking about seeing true identity, uh -huh. true, true selfhood. And the, the true selfhood is invisible. It doesn't require any kind of physical form. It's like you say, if you're, if you're seeing. Okay, but let, let's see. Let's, I'd like to keep this really focused. So is there something, is there some question or something that you, you would like clarification on? Yeah, so uh, let me go on. So then you're, you say, well, as long as you see my body, then, uh, then I, I haven't fully uh, become enlightened. So it, it seems, as you say, as long as we're still in this kind of reality that it seems like it's happening, we're, I'm not in reality. There's something about there's something about when when I hear become enlightened. There's something about that. There's it it seems it seems like, you know, that's like a person becoming enlightened. That's what I hear. When I hear that. It sounds and, and there's no such thing as that. There's no such thing. That's not what it that's not what it is. You know. You could say that you you could you know, that would be like subject to judgment, become enlightened. It's not like that. It's like you, you just don't see a world where there's separate bodies unless there's fear in your mind and it's going to come up. That's what's lovely. You know, it might even come up between us. It might even come up between us. And if, you know, if we're going to be our brother's keeper, so to speak, we're not going to hold anyone accountable for the fear we projected onto them. That's all. And, you know, this, but this thing about becoming enlightened, forget about that. That's some weird dream. That's a, that's like a, that's like trying to get like some kind of an illusion thing going. Uh, next week there'll be a quiz. <laughs> you won't see me. But we go together. That's a thing. We go together. So it's it's not leaving anyone out. That's really, you know. The main thing, if you leave, leave anyone out, you leave yourself out. You leave anyone out of it. Anyone out of the the good graces of God, you can say. You know, I'll notice it occur in my in my own mind. You know, like I'll I'll just be like driving or something, and then it'll like project, what a fucking idiot, and I'm like, <laughs> hello. <laughs> You know, it's just like, you know what I mean? It, it's like, you just have some oversight of that. That's all. You don't have to stop it. It's fun. It's like a joke. John Travolta thought <laughs> he was really cool one day driving his brand new Jaguar on Sunset Boulevard and his brand new Ray-Ban sunglasses and suddenly his car quit. And he went from being Joe Cool in his favorite new car with his favorite, favorite new sunglasses to just some other asshole who's got a broke down car in the middle of the road in front of everybody else trying to get to work. Honking <laughs> at him, flipping him off. And he's like, oh, wait, I'm cool, John Travolta. I'm taking the fuck out of the road, you know? <laughs> 
Yeah, just go to go to being nobody instead of trying to be enlightened or unenlightened. Just go to being nobody. You know. You know what I mean by that? It's like the all the all the body senses that are arising and coming into your experience are just for being taken care of. You know, it's not it's not like they're it's not like they're yours. It's not like they say something about you. You're no body. That means all the body senses that come up for you, they're just allowed to be as they are. You know, they're being taken care of instead of acting acted on. That's the difference. It's like it's it's you're going to take care of that feeling or is it just going to be acted on? See. If you're watching, you'll see all these different things. You'll see, you know, like, even, why are you doing, uh, had that occur to me with my daughter some months ago. Why are you doing this to me? And I'm like, oh my goodness, that's deep. <laughs> why are you doing this to me? I'm like, that's, that's like, uh, 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 that's making a really big deal out of something that's nothing. Because it's all nothing. I mean, it's all nothing. You know, one of my friends had her um, computer. She says it's stolen by her boyfriend. And I said, it's nothing, really. It's not anything. And, well, how do I do this? And how do I do this? And how do I do this? Nothing is happening. That's the thing. You have to you you have to be willing to see that nothing is happening, and that's how you'll see that nothing is happening. When you see that nothing is happening, there's no problem. Even if it seems like someone just stole your three thousand dollar computer, there's no and you have no money. There's still no problem. I need to do nothing. <clears throat> yes, yes. There's nothing for you to do, and there's nothing that's there's nothing really <laughs> happening. You know, you'll find your body is just made to move as if something's happening. Like, apparently we're moving this week. We're moving on Friday. And, you know, there seems to be some things going into place to be doing a move. You know, I see my body form moving into that, these different roles. Okay, now telling people, okay, you're going to do this. Get on the phone. You're going to do this and stuff like that. But when you... When you're doing it with a sense that nothing is happening, it's all playful. It's all fun. Even canceling an airline reservation, whatever. Find yourself on hold for a long time. And then you start to get a little bit frustrated that you're on hold. You notice a thought about, you know, what a pain in the ass when I make an airline reservation that if I want to cancel it, I got to stay on hold. Whatever. But you just get the, you know, you, you know what I mean. You get that, like, upset kind of reaction. And that's all for play. It's all for playful. So you get the reaction and you come back to a more of a sense of joy. Because that's who you are. But you have to see through the reaction. You can't just take that on. See, the, the way the ego will look at it is, if you're on hold... Getting a, an airline reservation canceled and you're feeling frustrated about it. The, the way the ego will look at it is, oh, you just need to get through this. You just need to get through this. That's all. And then you can be more relaxed <laughs> after you hang up the phone. But that's, that's missing the point. This is where the fun is. 
<laughs> where there's a sense of this shouldn't be happening. Why can't I just send a text? <laughs> Why can't I just think it and it's <laughs> canceled, you know? But in, within the thought that it shouldn't be happening, there's a corresponding feeling and there's a corresponding breath pattern. And that makes it so playful because it's just asking you, hey, can you still be yourself? Would you be willing to still be yourself even though you're on hold and think that you shouldn't be on hold? <laughs> oh, thank you for coming. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I always let my peeps know that, you know, they can come they can come whenever they come and leave whenever they leave, just like to do it quietly, of course. And you know, same thing same thing as at, at home. You know, you're only going to hear exactly what it is that you need. You know, not going to be able we're not going to be able to uh, get you to hear something that you shouldn't hear. So it's perfect. And and you know, any kind of any kind of judgment or uh, the FOMO thing that actually shuts off learning. That actually shuts off learning. For those of you who don't know, FOMO means fear of missing out. <laughs> I saw a couple of puzzled looks on faces. I was starting to, I was starting to feel kind of stupid. <laughs> I didn't know it. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, I'm glad I said it. Yeah, they're feeling FOMO and don't know it. <laughs> I was telling people about it. I didn't even know what it was. <laughs> I'm FOMO. Oh, I'm homo. Okay, oh. it was good. <laughs> It's the new thing. Yeah, you, you can't miss out on anything. You can't miss out. So, you know, thinking that you can, though, puts a block in your learning. It's like you cannot hear your spirit speak to you while you are thinking that you missed out on something. Say it's yoga, for instance, or whatever your spiritual practice is. Maybe you have a morning meditation or something like that. If you think that you missed out on that, that sets you up. See how something like that could become a tool for the ego? It is going to set you up. If you think you missed out on something, nothing's happening. Not even your spiritual practice. Sure, it's fun when it happens. It's great when it happens. Ah, I love it. And then when it doesn't happen too, you know what? That's also perfect. It's also really perfect. Something I learned from my harp teacher uh, recently, you know, she said, people don't have to practice the harp like they think they have to practice the harp. And whenever they don't practice, like say they say they don't practice for a month or something like that, I, I just tell them it's fine. That's my harp teacher. I just tell them it's fine. There's no problem with that. It's the thought that there's something wrong that stops you from progressing on the harp. It's not the lack of practice. The lack of practice is gonna show up as an effect of something is wrong. 
I had I had one friend who who came and she saw that you know I have a harp and I play the harp. She's like, oh my god, I haven't touched my harp in so long. I feel so guilty because I haven't practiced in so long and it's just sitting there and it's really expensive. <laughs> and I go, well, why don't you just go up and touch it or something? <laughs> just touch it. You're worthy of touching the harp. <laughs> So she's, she wrote me some months later. She's like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. It's like, when I just, and when I just let myself touch the harp and be with the harp and, you know, not see myself as doing something wrong with the harp, then I wanted to play it. And then I was playing it. <laughs> it's just in making ourselves out to be like, oh, that wasn't enough. You didn't get enough wisdom dialogues, for instance. You didn't get enough. You didn't get all of it. <laughs> Actually, I'm saying the same thing over and over again, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, you know, it's the same thing. It's reconditioning. And then, you know, the, the voice is in your mind. Once you've had enough, heard enough wisdom dialogues, the voice is also in your mind. And you can call on it anytime you want. You know, I hear, I hear my friends like... The, telling me how they just like call on that uh, on the voice something that they heard and they hear that now take it with you wherever you are whatever voice that is whatever voice that is that allows a sense of peace to come over you every time you're allowing a sense of peace to come over you what's really interesting and what's demonstrated in the field is that new brain connections are being made you know and that's symbolic of how the mind is shifting Anytime, you know, and, and you have the opportunities all day long to keep on just denying any truth to anything that says you're guilty. That's really all it is. And, it, you know, everyone, since everyone is you, you're also denying any truth to a thought that says anyone else is guilty. To anything, that anything could be threatened, that anything's dangerous. No one can hurt their bodies. No one can go to McDonald's and eat wrong and give himself COVID. That's not possible. That's putting you, that's putting yourself, that's putting yourself in a, a threatened situation, basically, to make it out like someone can harm themselves by what they do. Okay. Just deny truth to any thought that makes you limited. And that's how, like, you're going to see yourself floating if that's what you want. Feet not touching the earth. That's the only thing that's keeping everything down, keeping everything in place, keeping it all spinning, is giving truth to these illusions, these guilty scents. So hooray. Yay. We don't have to do that. <laughs> Yay. Mm. Yay. Leia. Yay. Music time. Are you in there really well? I am. Okay. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> You're in there too. How awesome. <laughs> 
That's Leia Mariposa. Leia Mariposa. I stuttered. It's on. It's on SoundCloud. And Bandcamp. And Bandcamp now. Yay! Yeah, album on Bandcamp. How rad! Check it out. Mahalo, aloha, and a hui ho. Ow!